0: The following presentation is released under the Creative Commons Attribution Share Alike Non Commercial License. For more information about Creative Commons licensing, please visit www.creativecommons.org. This presentation also contains adult language and adult themes. Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen, or evening if you're coming in from across the various ponds. This is Alpha Geek Interviews live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. If you're joining us live, and you should be joining us live, make sure you're in Internet Relay Chat. How do I get into Internet Relay Chat, you say? Come to vtwproductions.com and click on the chat button button at the top of the page. If you have a webcam, please join Terpster and myself on the video wall by choosing chat plus video. If you merely have a computer, choose just chat and you won't be distracted by Terpster as much as I am being (laughs) because the boy just couldn't wait for his proper intro. And if you're not on the video wall, you don't know what I'm talking about. If you wish to send an email into the show, send it into the show at alphageekradio.com. That is the show at alphageekradio.com. Our guest on uh, this episode of Alpha Geek Interviews is the one and the only Terpster. Terpster, welcome to Alpha Geek Interviews.
1: Thank you very much. Thank you for having me. I'm excited. Like, you know, I, you know does this make me an alpha geek? Am I like the silverback amongst my geek brethren? That is exactly what
0: this means. This is the nerd equivalent of a knighthood. So welcome to the, to the tribe, my son. It, is, it has been Sir long in coming. It has a nice ring to it, doesn't it? I said like a knighthood, but not equivalent to a knighthood.
1: I th- I'm still going with Sir Terpster. I like it. It's that good. I'm going to roll with that. I might get a T-shirt made with me as a knight. I I demand a copy. Uh, I think Mar- that would be good. We can we can make it happen. I mean, if March just thirteen ninety five. That's all it would be.
0: Thirty nine ninety five from the local Spreadshirt store of your choice. Exactly. All proceeds go to benefit my favorite uh, charity, uh, which would be myself because yeah, I am old and greedy, but we knew that. Best way to be. So yes, Alpha Geek Interviews is all about. Finding the Alpha Geeks out there and bringing them to your attention, the listening public. And this particular Alpha Geek uh, came to my attention actually quite some time ago. But long, long, many, many moons, at least a couple of years anyway.
1: Um, And it's us and the dinosaurs. And after we extincted them, because that's what we do, we extinct them. We extincted them and then we became, I would say, friends. I would say acquaintances of the interwebs there was there was dirt, and then there was me,
0: and then you showed up, and that's yep. just how it works because i'm I'm a cranky old man and, and you're a, a young, annoying uh, kid. you know how that works. So what
1: happens so my happens. lawn,
0: my lawn, get off it
1: I, w- I will get off it I will it's, get off it as soon as I find it.
0: now, the formalities I, I live in Arizona uh, If you have a lawn here. You are profoundly stupid, but... Yeah? Is that just a lot of work, or is it going to get, like, trashed by all the Arizonians? It's a lot of work, and it consumes a ridiculous amount of our most limited resource here, water, so it's kind of pointless.
1: You should have a beach
0: instead of a lawn. You should have your own little Mm. beach. They, They have this weird pink granite that they grind up, and everyone covers their, quote, lawn with that. Uh, took a little getting used to when I moved here from back east where we had lush lawns that you couldn't stop from growing but that's a whole other story as is the norm on Alpha Geek Interviews let's begin at the beginning Terpster where were you born? I was born in Bristol, England now for those of us from far across the pond and who don't know the mm-hmm. first thing about the various uh, regions of Great Britain tell us yep. a little bit about, about Bristol
1: Okay, uh, Bristol is kind of like the second city to the second city of England. So everyone kind of knows London. And then you probably go from London to a place called Birmingham, which is like the next biggest place. But before that, at the dawn of time, uh, which we invented, um, there's Bristol. And Bristol is basically where we built ships and railways and made the world. You know, that's kind of what we did. So it's a good place to come from. And, uh, you know, I have a lot of pride for that home nation. Um, It's in the lower left-hand corner of England, if you're looking at it on a map. I believe that's the cartographers. Lower left. Um, Down and over. Yes. It's very close to a place called Wales, which doesn't feature any actual humpback whales or, like, free willy. It's just called Wales. Um, And it's closer there, but better. I've heard about uh,
0: Wales and, and the Welsh... Mm-hmm. and uh they only use um a vowel in the name of the region, and then that's and then they 're done Because there there don 't appear to be any vowels anywhere else in
1: welsh it it can be can be really strange um very i mean not many Welsh people at least that I know actually speak Welsh, most of them speak english um But the Welsh, when they're talking, see, they always go up at the end, like they're asking you a question, you know, and it's like going up at the end, boy, and stuff like that. So that's what a Welsh person kind of sounds like. And um, it's obviously drastically different from myself as an eloquent Englishman. Um, So, yeah, but I don't know, the Welsh, they're a good laugh. You know, I wouldn't wouldn't be friends with one. (laughs) Don't get me crazy. But, you know, you know, they're all right. If you're going out, you know, you can meet some nice Welsh people. So your
0: accent would someone from the UK spot that has a Birmingham
1: accent, or is yours more of a generic British? Mine is a, mine is um, it's not quite as Bristol as Bristol goes. Um, if you've seen Lord of the Rings and the Hobbits, um, basically that is what the west country which is where bristol is within that's kind of what traditionally people would say someone from bristol sounds like so when you're chatting like this and you're saying oh mr frodo that's that's exactly Oh, let's go gather a drink all oh, is that's basically like a bristolian west country accent mine i would like to think is slightly more middle but then i've i've recently moved out to london and everyone's like oh <laughs> sound a bit bristol there sound a bit who you know so um <laughs> apparently i i sound more like it than i think so i think that's that's something that i'll find as time goes on obviously when i'm across in the states i just sound generically english so uh you know that's i think that's what you get when you travel around i guess that's more of a statement about um, how clueless most Americans are about. I mean, most, most. I mean, I, I now live in London, but before I did, when I met people in America, I told them I live in London because it's so much quicker and easier than saying Bristol and they go, oh, is that in London? And you're like, no. Um, it's, yeah. I mean, in fairness, it's like an hour and a half, two hours away. So it's not, you know, it's, I mean, it's always the same thing. You know, 100 miles is a long way. In in Europe, and a hundred years is a long time in America. You know that's that's the difference between our kind of two cultures. And so, to me, being two hours away, that's quite a distinct you know separation. Obviously, you know in America, that's you're in the same state normally, so you, you're all sounding the same, I think. But I don't know. I just work here. I'll be in the car. Exactly. I don't know. I don't know. So.
0: As we've come to know you in relation to media creation and video gaming also, mm-hmm. what uh, was your first video gaming memory and or
1: uh, rig that you remember playing with as a child? Oh, oh, that's tricky. Um, I used to have a Commodore 64, and I used to like playing um, Time Cop, Paperboy, Buggy Boy, um... Yeah, I used to love all, I used to like the idea of loading a tape up. You put a cassette tape in. You waited like twenty minutes, half an hour. Often it wouldn't work, and you'd have to wait again. Sometimes you wouldn't be in the mood for a game. Put a game on because by the time it's loaded, who knows? Um, and I used to love those sort of days. Those were good times. Um, I had a, a, a BBC computer, um, and uh, I used to play like um, uh, text-based adventure games like you know kind of like interactive stories um and also played like karate kid and other stuff like that and then i those, had like most uh, consoles yep those bbc
0: computers mm-hmm. were those zx81s underneath everything i uh, you could be right i will check on the old computer Wikipedia. Oh, you have the interwebs over there in the uk as we do. well we have
1: it's a slower version um, but let me see. It's developed by Acorn Computers um, and just worked on Acorn, MOS. Um, I just remember it because you had the massive, big floppy disks. Well, they were called hard disks, actually. But they were big. Yeah, the Eight-inch you know. disks. Yeah. 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 And um, like you had awesome games like Elite. Like, Elite was like a uh, space trading sim. And it's stuff like, you know... I, I mean, I was only... What was I like? Five, six, seven—I can't even remember. But you know, this like completely blew my mind at the time. It's just like, why would you even consider any other form of entertainment when you've got limitless possibilities through these, you know, devices? Um, and then when I started getting like, I got a, a, a Master System. I I never had a Snes, but I, my friend had one, and so I would just go around his house all the time and play like Turtles, um, you know, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, and. Uh, you know, all of those sorts of games used to love that. Obviously Mario brothers and, uh, all that goes along with that. But I had a master system. I used to love like streets of rage, um, golden axe, uh, you know, then I went on to like mega drive and I played Aladdin, (laughs) um, you know, and, uh, you know, kind of James pond, you know, I had all those kind of, I went through all of those games and, you know, I, I, I loved gaming. It was always just a thing I loved. Um, It wasn't so much something that, it wasn't the only thing I did, um, but if I had a choice (laughs) of doing things, it would always be at the top, you know, I I always loved it, always loved it.
0: Now the, in the grand scheme of things, the video Mm -hmm. gaming was a platform on top of which you've built a media empire, I mean, your interest in creating (laughs) media for the internet. Yeah, Uh, definitely. When did that... Uh, show up on the scene for you when did you first stumble across
1: something like a podcast or a video blog and say Mm. "Hmm." Um, first thing i did i guess is i kind of came around it a little bit backwards um i i made um like a website the first website ever made was a geo cities fan site about bart simpson um, and I really wish like I could remember enough about it to find it on like way back when machine or something like that. Um, I then, uh, kind of actually kind of learned about HTML and how that worked and how you actually had to put an image on a server somewhere so that other people could access it. Cause before, like on my first website, I think I linked to my hard drive. So I opened up a website and thinking, yep, looks great. Looks fantastic. Those animated gifs are the future. And then, obviously, you show it to someone else, and it's just a load of little white boxes with red X's in, and they're like, "What's what's that?" Um, and so then i uh, then I started kind of getting into a bit more. Um, and I used to be quite into wrestling, uh, believe it or not. So I used to like the WWF as it was at the time; it's now WWE. Um, and I started uh, with uh, SmackDown and games like that on the PlayStation. And there was a thing, a feature within the game. Called create a wrestler and basically you could just use a set of parts and and make your own wrestler and uh, what used to happen is uh, you could go online and people would post up their wrestlers and so often because the the game was quite static and new wrestlers would come out um, in the real life people would try and make those using the existing parts and uh, i partnered up with uh, a guy who was at the time the best online and, uh, basically he used to make the wrestlers and I would then take pictures using a video card on my computer. Um, and I would then, I made a website, put them all on there. Um, and it was that sort of thing where kind of getting involved in like actually creating content, um, and putting it out there. And I remember we launched a website and got a thousand hits in a day and it was just, it was, you know, it kind of blew my mind. Like, holy crap, this is, this is kind of powerful stuff. Um, and so kind of that snowballed on. I got more involved in that. Um, and then that kind of segued actually into working for actual wrestlers. Um, I did um, a website for Rob Van Dam um, and a guy called Ray Mysterio. And so that was, again, all kind of voluntary, just like, I like your stuff. I like websites. I like this whole idea. And um, I kind of started doing more with that. It was kind of cool. I got to meet Rob Van Dam and kind of put my thumbs behind my kind of head going rvd you know i used to i used to love that i was really into it and it was it was really good fun and um throughout this obviously still very much into my gaming um and it was really um it was really alongside that um when uh i think it was 1998 i guess trying to think when starcraft came along and um i i clicked a button And this tank shot out these two things from the side, which planted into the ground. Its turrets span round and transformed, and it blew my mind. I I honestly, the first time a siege tank just went into siege mode, I was like, oh, (laughs) Uh uh-oh. And um, (laughs) I believe the phrase you're looking for is, and it was on. It was. I blizzed out and i was i was i was i couldn't believe it um i i then went back and played like orcs versus humans and stuff like that um before that my main kind of game of choice i mean going back further i always used to like um command and conquer red alert um so i liked strategy games um starcraft just blew it open for me though it was it was like it suddenly was like dear god this is is exceptional, and then couple that with at the time, incredible CG animation which has always kind of been a bit of a passion of mine as well, Um, it was just exceptional, and just ticked all the boxes Um, anyway, so that was always something where I would do my websites I'd go to school, and I'd play all my games, and I had this kind of this sort of trinity going on, it all worked Um, and then along came a game later called World of Warcraft and um, something had to give Because, unfortunately, that game was like nothing else. Um, Before it, my only taste of an MMO had been The Matrix Online, um, which anyone who's played The Matrix Online will tell you, pretty lacklustre, it's not going to change anyone's world. Um, In WoW, I had my second kind of siege tank moment when I was going through (laughs) Ashenvale, and there were satyrs running around... And I was, and I just all of a sudden, I just thought, "Oh my god, this realm is this this world is so much bigger." And I, again, it was one of those things. I think now I look back on, I don't know if I could ever be that impressed again by a game, just purely because I, I was still quite naive to the world at that time. Um, and yeah, I just I I loved it. Um, and what happened then is I, I then stopped doing the websites as much. So I couldn't really give up school. Um, but I, I got very much into my kind of vanilla raiding and I started doing um, all of those uh, raids back then. So started obviously in Molten Core, going through Blackwing Lair. I uh, did a bit of Anchorage and even a bit of Naxxramas. And um, it was great. It was fantastic. Um, and then I started listening to a, a, a website uh, called WoW Radio. Um, to a show called, um, I'm trying to think if it was blue peas, then if it was Epic, I can't remember. Um, but started listening to, to total biscuit doing his, his, wow podcast and was like, Holy crap. This is, this is really interesting. They're talking about what I like. I can't believe this. I can get content about stuff I like to hear and I can, you know, I haven't got to listen to someone, you know, play a song for music. I don't like, or, you know, do any, you know, I can, I can get stuff I like, um, And then it was one of those things where I thought, like, before, every time I kind of encountered something I liked, I tried to become part of it. And so the same thing happened again. Um, So, you know, I I then approached Total Biscuit at the time and said, Look, I, you know, I've done all these websites and graphics and stuff like that. Would you like me to do stuff with your website? Maybe do, you know, banners and, you know, try and make it look a little bit pretty. And they was like, Yeah, sure, brilliant. So um, I started doing some, some banners and, um, then got on to the the staff. And uh, as you know, once you kind of get on staff for any job, you eventually start talking onto a microphone about stuff. And um, yeah, it kind of snowballed from there. You know, I started out, um, we did a show called Downtime Down Under. And it was basically during the server downtime on World of Warcraft, they would play music. And uh, because downtime can be an increasingly long time, often you don't actually have enough um, enough people or will in the world to actually last throughout that downtime so um it got to a point where it was like okay we need someone who wants to do it i don't want to do it i don't want to do it um pfft, i'll do it <laughs> you know and so um so I, I did it and um yeah it kind of it, it was it was good fun i played um i need a hero and every time they said hero i said terpster and <laughs> um people liked that and uh yeah, it, it, it kind of... It got a little bit messy from there. And thus, that, an I, yeah, empire exactly, was born. Exactly. I Honestly, I, I've given a very thorough, possibly boring kind of recollection. I don't think I've ever really given that sort of thing before. I know I've done shows a little bit like this in the past, like How I Wow, but that's probably, from my current mental you know, kind of recollection, the closest version to how I got to here up to obviously that point that's the biography that's part one part two's in a in all good bookstores for the low low price of one pound thirty
0: pence because recession and all that don't you know
1: exactly no exactly you can't compete
0: also ebooks you know yeah well the kindle edition is is 50p so oh exactly (sharp) yeah you're screwed so yeah that is uh gets you up to wow radio days which is when Mm. you showed up on radar for a lot of us Mm. um because you went from a behind-the-scenes kind of creator of content to a more, hi, I'm here in your face talking about things with my wacky British accent and strong opinions. Yeah. You must <laughs> deal with me. Hi. Yeah,
1: I don't know thinking. if I've ever had that strong an opinion. I think that was always kind of Total Biscuits uh, thing. I always tried to come at it from, you know, what what is fun, what is funny, and um, I try not to get too caught up on, on anything else. Um, and it, yeah, I think it worked. I filled a, a niche at the time, a niche. Um, so like, um, I started out on a show called the weekend report, which was at the prime time slot of, uh, 12 AM on a Sunday GMT. <laughs> and, <laughs> of course. uh, yeah, so that was, um, you know, it was a, it was an awkward time. I'll admit, you know, I was again, at the time I was still in kind of, um, what we call sixth form, I guess. I don't know if it's high school or not. What was, I would have been. 17 or 18 um that's high, high school age yeah for the so US. yeah so i was kind of you know in the kind of the latter years yeah. of of the school and uh, so i was still doing stuff and so staying up till you know kind of i guess like two in the morning on a sunday wasn't the uh, the, the smartest uh, choice at the time ultimately i feel like it kind of paid off it, it gave me you know it allowed me to kind of pay my dues and learn about the craft and the art form and the journalism that comes through podcasting, which is obviously a load of rubbish, but you know it was it was good fun. I enjoyed it. Wouldn't change it for the world now. Um, and um, there, then did other shows. Started doing one on my own. Didn't really work as well. I don't think um, that I work quite as well on my own in a podcast form. I like the uh, I like the two man dynamic. I think that's a good dynamic. You know, to have that person to kind of bounce off of um so you know it's it's uh, it's a it's a good it's a good way to be um and then i think really when i kind of started becoming more known was through the the wow insider partnership um because obviously wow insider massive fan site um and um it kind of gave me a, a platform i guess uh for other people to encounter me and uh yeah i guess that's kind of then when it started becoming more of a um, an enjoyable sort of... It felt like it was going somewhere rather than just a, this is something I stay up late on a Sunday doing. So, yeah. Well, right around this time, didn't you also invent TV? I did, actually. I reinvented TV. I invented uh, Terpster Vision. Um, and it started. Um, Blizzard introduced the Armory, which, as we all know, is a fantastic tool, and it's great. In fact, we want more features from the Armory. I want to, you know, I've got it on my iPhone. I buy stuff through the auction house through the mobile Armory. Um, it's a fantastic thing. But at the time, as with every change that happens, not just in the World of Warcraft, but in life in general, every time something changes significantly, people get upset. They don't like change i'm the same as a lot of other people change can be scary but basically people were saying like hang on the armory tells people like what gear i'm wearing where my buffs are you know um how i've spec my character It's an invasion of privacy and i was kind of thinking in all fairness it's not really and so i um i ended up filming it on my laptop um and doing um a uh, a tour of my bedroom uh, because I felt that, that was actually more of an invasion of privacy than the armory, and if I was willing to to show you my inner sanctum, my fortress of solitude, then you know the least you can do is allow the armory to kick around. And it was just really, again, just something to to mess around with. Um, at the time, I was doing um, uh, a media studies video kind of film studies course as well and so i kind of liked editing and uh, it felt like a good way to just practice and play around with that and see what fun stuff could do and uh, yeah so so tv was born turps division um it was then swiftly followed by a couple more episodes just about random things Um, and i think it may have been before that actually that we had a wow radio party where we played the Wow TCG. Um, which was um, where we all played a card game. And I filmed that and kind of narrated that. And again, people liked that. In fact, I think that was before I even got on air. Um, so then from there, I then did a BlizzCon diary and just kind of kept doing random things. It got to a point where, with that, alongside the Wow Insider show, um, Weblogs Inc. or AOL, Um, We're launching a new website called Massively.com and Massively was going to be about all MMOs and they were looking for new bloggers and writers and stuff like that and they'd seen um, my Terps Division videos through me being on the podcast and kind of seeing my stuff. They found them funny, they liked it and so they invited me to bring Terps Division to Massively and to start making it more generically around MMOs um, and that was probably one of the hardest kind of things I'd done at that point in time in terms of generating regular video content before Terps Division had always been, if I fancy it, I'll do it. Then it was a sort of contracted weekly, we want a video, we want a video, we want a video. And it was a good thing. It kind of pushed me into kind of learning about scheduling and, and how that works. The bad thing was that somehow I'd convinced myself that you can get a accurate impression of an MMO in a week. Um, which, is, uh, yeah, which is a tricky thing to do. Um, and so what they quickly kind of devolved into doing was me picking an element, normally within the starting zone, and trying to play off that in a funny way. So... You know, for example, in Age of Conan, I found out you could kind of make your guy look a little bit like Hulk Hogan. So then I did a whole thing of instead of it being I'm a real American it's I'm a real barbarian. And uh, then I I do kind of go over the game mechanics, its unique hooks, all of those sorts of things. Um, With Conan, I had a uh, a, a satellite interview with Arnold Schwarzenegger. And, uh, you know, that was good. You know, as you know, Arnold, he is a big fan of any games featuring himself. Um, so, you know, you could do that with it. Um, I then, my, my favorite one, and still to this day, I think it's um, absolute genius and I never got enough um, attention or credit for it, uh, was when I did uh, a RuneScape review. Um, and in that, I actually dressed up as a knight and uh, did a parody song about RuneScape um, to Lionel Ritchie's Dancing on the Ceiling. Um, and it's still probably one of the things I'm most proud of in my life. Um, so I, I very much enjoyed that. And uh, yeah, is that still available online for viewing? It's still available. I think if you go to terpsdivision.tv you'll probably see it on there somewhere. Otherwise, I think if you go to. Um, I think what would it, I think it's turpsdivision.blip.tv. I think it was where I used to host them. I'll just double check well, com- that. We're, we're
0: coming up on a music break here, so you can link okay. that in the IRC, and I'll put it in the yeah. show notes when we're done here. But, um,
1: yeah, if you go onto there, within there somewhere, will be uh, me dressed as a knight, and that is the the uh, the RuneScape review that I think is also the reason I can never get a job at Jagex now if I wanted to because <laughs> um, yeah, it's tricky.
0: And, and that's, that's got an, an ad. advert
1: on so I'm going to close that but yeah that's the link I'll paste it in the very channel. good we are coming up on a music break here so we can
0: rest our voices and drink some innocuous clear liquid you are listening to Alpha Geek Interviews live on Versus the World Video vtwproductions.com check out all the fine shows on Versus the World Network come to vtwproductions.com click on the shows button at the top of the page and listen to what you find there you will be glad that you did We have some uh, Daryl Brewer, also known as Brew Guy, and some Jonathan Colton queued up for you in this next break here. We will be back right after this.
1: Hi, I'm Kath Dory. You're listening to VTWProductions.com. Can I play Xbox now, Doctor? Um.
0: Alpha Geek Interviews continues live on Versus the World Radio, VTWProductions.com. Joining us today, the amazing, the incredible, the deliciously sauced Terpster from across the pond. How are you doing over there?
1: I'm doing good still. It's, 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 uh, I'm Hopefully I haven't bored anyone too much talking about me. God forbid. Uh, listenership has been steadily climbing, so that's, oh, that's a good. good sign. It's
0: because they know I'm about to get to the sex stuff. Oh, we weren't going to talk about that just <laughs> yet. But if you want to charge right onto that, we can get back to talking about the man sauce, like I started to a moment ago. <laughs> but hey,
1: I just work here. Now I'm happy. What What happens next? What do we do? I don't know what happens now. We continue to talk. I mean, we've got. We we'll continue to, to talk. The... Where are we up to? I'm trying to think now. We've uh, we got up to about... uh, what
0: became Wow.com and massively. Right. And... Okay. Cool. You're cool. poised to build your
1: current empire of right, uh, okay. the
0: pyramid scheme of shows.
1: Yeah, then no, that works. Okay, so um, Turt's Division became a bit of a brand in and of itself, um, and that was partnered with Massively, um, and the WoW Insider show was still going strong with WoW Radio. Um, WoW Insider then felt the need um, to basically bring their podcast in-house, um, all the other web blog shows did them, did their own podcast themselves. They were the only one to use a partner, which was wow radio. And so basically they approached me saying, look, we like what you're doing. We like the idea of keeping the show as it is, but we are going to do it ourselves. So since you're already working for massively, would you like to come on over and do stuff with wow.com as you know, on the podcast and, um, so I, you know, it was it was a big decision. I've been with Wow Radio then, I guess, for two years, maybe three years. I can't really remember or add up. Um, and so I, I, as kind of as you may know or not, um, I, I'm, I moved away from Wow Radio at the time and uh, started working exclusively with web blogs uh, through uh, Wow Insider at the time and massively. Um, as time went on, I kind of stopped doing. Turps division on massively and then brought it across to do on uh wow.com um as a wow focused kind of weekly video um podcast about just wow stuff um purely for my own sanity it's far far easier to maintain a show uh, a video show where you have to gener- uh, generate new content every week um when you're already playing the game all the time anyway um, and so it was really a kind of fusion of passions, um, that worked out quite well. I never really did anything quite as, um, creative as what I did over on Massively. Um, but I, I, I had a good time. I did kind of multi-boxing videos and kind of really kind of pushed my boundaries in both wow and just kind of playing around with video. So, um, it was, it was really good. Yeah. I, I enjoyed, I enjoyed that. The, the move itself, um, wasn't the cleanest breakup in the world um uh at the time uh the station manager total biscuit felt it was a little bit um backstabby a little bit betray because obviously wow radio had afforded me all these um opportunities um which had allowed me to get to that position to be able to be offered uh the, the ability to move on um and uh yeah we didn't leave on the best of terms. Uh, I would still maintain that's not really, you know, it was never my intention and never my fault. Um, and I mean, total biscuit now, obviously with the cynical Brit.com doing fantastically well. And I think he would agree now that it was really a big kind of overreaction on, on many parts really. Um, and uh, we're, we're very good friends now still. And, uh, but at the time, it did become a little bit of a of a little bit of a hostile situation which made kind of future encounters at say BlizzCon always a little bit awkward with then these friends I'd made with WoW Radio. Um, and so I didn't really like that a, a tremendous amount, but again I felt it was the best move for me professionally, even though at the time these things never really felt like work, even though um, with my videos on com and things like that, I was getting paid for those. Um, it never really felt like work, and so it was it was a bit weird. It was a bit weird. I well, mean... Do, do, it's do, the best yeah. kind
0: of job to get is one that you would do whether you were paid or not.
1: Yeah, and the, the thing is, is to try not to let your employer in on that, because... Yeah, uh, well, yeah. yeah. It's it's tricky, but yeah, no, certainly I, I loved it, um, and it was cool. Like, it was nice uh, when I went to BlizzCon... Um, I guess it would have been two thousand and nine for that, um, like I was chatting to people at Blizzard who watched my videos, and I was like, Oh brilliant yeah, and it kind of it kind of felt like you know I, I was getting a little bit more recognition, a little bit more notice also within the community obviously wow dot com was still is massive, um, and so like at their read, readers meet up and stuff, they had fourteen hundred people turn up um, and because I was basically the only one putting my face on the website, everyone knew who I was. And so um, it was like being a celebrity for a week. It was brilliant. You know, walking around uh, BlizzCon, you know, it was like a different world. And when I was out there in 2007 with Wow Radio, I hadn't done any video. Um, and it was a small organization then as well. That it was just a, a complete world of difference. And uh, it was it was good. It was It was encouraging and intoxicating to an extent. It kind of made me think, like, I like this. I like being kind of noticed, and I felt appreciated for the the time and effort I'd put in. And it's nice to know that there's someone at the other end who's actually enjoying that. So that was a real kick for me. Now, I've fallen victim to the same feeling
0: of, you know, is anyone even listening to this stuff that we're doing Mm. here? And it, it is nice to get the occasional refresher of, oh, no, there are real people on the other end of these downloads, and they're actually
1: interested in what we're doing so we exactly. should probably keep and doing yeah, it that's exactly it and so from that it kind of spurred me on um to actually after 2009 um after blizzcon i stepped away from um dot com um and basically again we parted actually on very good terms um it was one of those things where it kind of just felt like it was time to see what i could do without them um at the time, my kind of co host on the Wear Insider show, Mike Schram, was moving to joystick, like the more general gaming side of weblogs. And uh, so he wasn't going to be doing the podcast anymore. So I was thinking, yeah, I don't really like the idea of carrying on doing the Wear Insider show because it would never feel like the Wear Insider show. It wouldn't have like uh, my counterpoint. Um, and so then the videos, like I said, it was great to get recognition. It wasn't the. But I felt like, you know, I can do other things now. Um, so with that, I kind of stepped away. And uh, through this time as well, I'd also started doing another podcast called The Movie Licious, which I do with uh, Nicole Spagg and uh, Patrick Bejar. And we basically review movies. Um, it's a bi-weekly podcast or bi-monthly. I forget how that works. It's every two weeks, basically. Um, and uh, we review uh, normally three movies on the scale of meh or lame meh and woot um and it was it was good and again films have always been a big kind of uh thing for me and so that was a nice way to kind of branch out from just talking about games to just talking um and uh you know it was things like that that kind of gave me a little bit more encouragement that i could step away from wow.com and just try other things um it didn't really last that long because um me and Mike Shram soon started up um, the incredible podcast of amazing awesomeness, or Tippawa, um, and uh, we basically just kind of got the band back together. And so it was—it was really nice. It was about a month or two, or maybe longer, um, when we, you know, well, we weren't doing it, and it kind of—it felt weird. It felt like I was missing. You know, I was missing a friend, someone who I talked to on a weekly basis. Uh, we both talked about stuff we liked and um, kind of hung out for a couple of hours a week, and so it was uh, it, it was it was weird not doing that. And uh, like saying, you know, all these things we, we do it because we we love it. It's not a case of I'm doing it for money because I don't really get paid for a lot of this anymore. Um, I do it because I enjoy it, and uh, fortunately, by a byproduct, other people enjoy listening to me do it um actually that sounds weird but you know it's 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 a, it's a cool kind of you know happenstance really and so we, we started doing that um at the same time or or around that time um scott johnson approached me um and uh exposed himself to me no um and uh basically oh, he, he does, does that to everyone himself. he does i know um he he does what he's called pulling a johnson and uh, makes you watch and yeah i'm not sure about that um but basically he said to me um i quite fancy you know doing a show with you and basically i've been a guest on the instance a couple of times uh with him and randy and uh it it was good fun it was very uh kind of ha 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 ha, he's british and i kind of like that it was it was a good laugh (laughs) and it was the instance obviously massive when it comes to wow podcasts and podcasts in general and scott is like um the, the granddaddy of them all when it comes to kind of geek podcasters. So uh, it's a one it was, man radio network it is inspiring. And it was one of those things where like you, you don't say no to Scott Johnson. So um, it was all a case of like, yeah, I want to do it. Scott wanted to do it, but how do we do that? And um, so we threw a few ideas around and settled on the idea of um, hypothetical help where basically people phone in with real problems and we offer them help in the best way we can. Um, but we, we certainly maintain it's hypothetical. So we don't actually expect anyone to kind of act out on any advice we give. Sometimes it is bloody good advice. You know, it's, it's, uh, it could change your life. Now, whether or not that's for the better or not, I don't know. I don't think any of us can really be the judge on that one. um, but we started doing that, and we, uh, we're now just about to start recording the fourth season. Um, and we started doing seasons as well. Like before podcasts, have always just been blur and just kind of keep spewing them out until you kind of keel over, and then it stops. Um, but we basically decided to, start, uh, to do seasons in the hope that um, it would be a case where if people, you know, if we decided this is gone as far as it can, it's a nice place to stop is just okay well that's the end of the season and that's the end of the show um or at the same time it helps us have breaks so we can kind of you know we've we finished season three actually a couple of months ago um and it's been a longer break but that's because we started up another project with i'll talk about in a bit um but it was um it, it allowed us to um to, to do that so um, Hypothetical Help has been really good fun and very very popular which is always nice um, in the in the midst of that I did another show uh, called Giant Enemy Crab and that was with um, a guy called Slanik um, who was from WoW Radio and um, he's one of the funniest people I've ever met If yeah he's definitely up there um, and that was a general video gaming show and again it was a weekly review thing I think that's why we haven't seen it return is purely because Unfortunately, we both have jobs and it's very hard to maintain a weekly review of anything while you've still got a job and you just have a finite amount of time in the evening. So um, Giant Amy Crab was fantastic. Again, did really, really well. Um, After WoW Radio kind of um, parted ways with other bits, Um, I guess around a similar time to Versus the World started up. Um, We were all all part of that same slip. Yeah, and so OMFG dot fm or dot Fum, as we used to call it um <laughs> basically uh started up and we did um, giant enemy crab and again very very proud of what we did I, I i still think it's you know it's good radio it's good fun um and it's one of those things that we've tried to bring back quite a few times and every time we try and do it schedules end up getting in the way and it's one of those things we don't want to kind of start up again only for in two, three weeks to be skipping shows or having to look at so we, we keep kind of holding it back. And you know, it's one of those things you never say never. Um and I would love to see uh to see it coming back and uh as they're saying in the chat channel, it is my favourite show on the Citadel. Um and it's yeah, it was it was great fun. Really, really good fun. Um and it's one of those things I think it it, kind of highlights if you, if you wanted to do this yourself and you're listening to this thinking, I like the idea of doing a podcast. The main thing I'd say is be aware of what you're doing it on and check. You've got enough time in your life to be able to do that, to generate the content. yeah. Mm. It's, it's a surprising amount of time it takes uh, to do a lot of these things. Um, But anyway, so, so that kind of came and went and that was, um, was good fun. And like I said, it, we, it might come back. I don't know. Um, and then kind of more recently, um, I started doing uh, a fourth podcast um, to the other three that I'm still doing. Um, and that was uh, The Instance. And um, we've only been doing it now. I think this will be our fourth week this week. So it's very recent. Um, but obviously, The Instance is um, one of the, if not the longest running WoW podcasts out there. Um, and it's uh, it was originally started by Scott Johnson, um, and then Randy joined it later on. Randy more recently left. He got a job at Blizzard, which uh, we can say now. Shh, we do not speak of it. We don't speak of it tremendously, but he put it on his Facebook page, so I think, like, yes. Randy, if you're going <laughs> to tell It's kind of okay now. I'm going I'm to tell people. So... Um, Yeah, so Randy got a job at Blizzard, and that meant he couldn't continue doing the podcast telling people how great Blizzard is. And I think that's always a bit weird, in my opinion. But fair enough. Um, I guess uh, that then um, opened up a, a, a slot. And obviously, I was already working with Scott. And it was always something that... I mean, when we first started talking about hypothetical help, there was always the thing of, well, do we bring you on to be a third chair on the instance? And it's one of those things like... I didn't want to step on like scott or randy's toes um and at the same time i I really liked what they had and i didn't really see how i could be a a permanent addition to to that um but with randy's departure it kind of came gave like a perfect time to 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 look about introducing myself there but i was also very conscious i hadn't done a wow show for over a year and it was one of those things where like i honestly didn't think i would be able to do that was Scott to be that role of the you know the information guy and to to keep on that and um, fortunately um, Scott knows uh, Dills Willie Dills Gregory uh, from the AIE podcast and Dills is like Wowhead I honestly think he that's what I access when I type in Wowhead com he knows everything and anything about Warcraft and the stats and I, I love it to pieces and I love Dills he's fantastic and it was really weird because while I'd heard deals on the AAE podcast, I'd never really spoke to him before the first show. And, uh, it was weird to see how that kind of fit together and how, again, I mean, even then, like I said, we're, we're going to do our fourth one this week. So we're still very much in our infancy, but it kind of feels like we've been doing it forever. Um, and it's really nice. It's a different dynamic. And I like that because, it's it's kind of like if you like the instance with randy i'd like to think you'd still like it with us but it will be a different show and so you know what randy and scott had will always be what randy and scott had and this is kind of i jokingly call it the heroic instance it's the next level um but it's um it's like it's it's a fun thing and again i think it was kind of a lot of people you know their kind of interactions with me they were quite worried like oh nuts what's terps are going to do is he going to ruin the instance i love the instance i don't want it becoming one long joke and i think that's where this kind of trio dynamic works for us there's enough Silly with enough fact, with enough opinion that you get that sort of trinity again going on with what you, you know, with hopefully again continuing it to be one of the most popular, uh, wow and gaming podcasts out there. So, um, yeah, it's uh, it's it's been good,
0: it's been interesting to observe
1: it because shortly before
0: the change in the instance, uh, Scott had pulled a Johnson on me as well. (sighs) Scars will never heal, um. He was creating his morning show, The Morning Stream, and had the idea of also including the low-bandwidth uh, shoutcast stream so that people with mobile devices in their cars and out in the world who couldn't get to a video-capable internet connection could tune in for what's essentially a, a morning radio show for nerds. And once we had all that infrastructure in place, he decided that he wanted to simulcast the the special, which was Randy's final episode of The Instance. He also wanted that available on the... On the uh, mm. Shoutcast. So, I had fallen out of listening to the instance, and this very neatly got me back into it just in time for the arrival of a very familiar
1: voice, who was a surprise so to no him. one <laughs> when he was chosen as the uh, the, the bigger I'd surprise. Like to think, there. I think, there, yeah, exactly. There was some surprise, surely. No, uh, not for me. But I was. I kind of had inside. I guess of you would have so known so I, exactly. yeah, I, yeah. yeah. <laughs>
0: So I can't really claim to be an unbiased observer, uh, but the the fun part was the change to the three way hosting, mm. and it's been it's been fun as a listener to have you guys or observe you guys falling into your you know finding your spot in the in the triumvirate there. Yeah, uh, definitely. Where, how how exactly is this going to work? And. You've kept it entertaining, and I'm continuing to subscribe. At the same time, I still have the giant enemy crab uh, RSS feed in my iTunes, and I refresh it regularly. With always <laughs> that hope, with that little hope, yeah. It was because I, from you know, one of the people who originally got me interested in wild WoW radio was Slanik and his amazing. Solo show, which you've observed, and I, I can second. I, I mean, second. Vendor
1: Trash, I, I used to love because you did the introduction uh, to Vendor Trash using obviously one of the greatest bands in the world, there, of the Bare Naked Ladies. Um, Damn, Skippy. And I used to every now and then do Vendor terps. Uh When Slanik couldn't make the show, I would come along and do the worst imitation of Vendor Trash in the world. It was train wreck after train wreck. And. Um, yeah, I remember trying to recreate your intro, um, but with me doing the kind of goblin, time is money, friend! Um, and, uh, yeah, again, it was, it, was, it was something special. And like I said, Slanik is I- I- exceptional, absolutely exceptional. And I think, like I said, I want to do more with him, and I'm sure we'll find a way eventually. But, yeah, it's always nice to... And this would be another tip, for anyone wanting to do this, is try to align yourself with great people. Um, it's something I've always been very fortunate of doing like I said I think in everything um, I see something that I like I normally see something and I like it because it's the best and then I want to be part of that and um, It's I think the best way to improve yourself is to surround yourself with people who are 10 times better than you and they will force you to up your game and to be better And uh, that's certainly something I'd recommend. I'm not saying, obviously, if you want to start doing a podcast by yourself, by all means do that. But there's networks out there, like, I guess, Versus the World and other things like that, where you can be amongst great podcasters and great people, you know. And it's that sort of thing that will... (laughs) Sorry, you're far too proud. Um, It's that sort of thing that will, you know, improve the quality of what you do to no end. Um, So... There you go. That's uh, yeah, and Theopanis saying it that that's a Terps the tip making a comeback. So uh, yeah, yeah, exactly. Big, big fan. I don't
0: think my brain will ever move as fast as Slanex,
1: though. That's just an amazing no. thing to behold. No, it's 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 scary. It's scary. I don't think. you know, I'm amazed that this you know completely you know non chemical induced. That is just that's him. That's him Serious. going for it. Yeah, yeah I met, and uh, I met him at BlizzCon it's
0: like wow, you really like that. Okay, Yeah. <laughs> So we're coming up against another music break here. Got some uh, Fatty queued up for you. And I've not uh, accidentally, this particular track is called The Instance. Followed oh, be- by Exorb with My Bubble Point. You are listening to Alpha Geek Interviews live on Versus the World Radio, vtwproductions.com. Come join our forum community. Come to VTW Productions. Click on the forums link at the top of the page, and you will see an amazingly rich, deep, and active forum community lacking only one thing, your participation. Come see us and see what we got going on right now. We'll be back right after this.
1: Bye.
0: Alpha Geek Interviews on Versus the World Video continues. I am GnomeWise and coming to us through the miracle of the interwebs, we are joined by Terpster. Hello. In 3D. Uh, I'm, I'm
1: going at the camera like it's 3D. Uh.
0: Dun, 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 it probably dun, doesn't work dun, that well
1: for the podcast listeners in retrospect, mm, but mm, not so much, no.
0: No But then again You are very strange I am I am But we As we discussed Strange is a good thing So yeah, this is, That's how we roll here On Alpha Geek Interviews We don't interview just anyone We interview The right ones So we left off with uh, Let's see here Oh yes You were Johnsoned uh, yep. in In front of a room Full of people no less Ugh.
1: It was It was embarrassing To say the least Um uh, I the, guess really, the, yeah. Yeah, go on. Well, yeah, just to kind of round it off. Um, someone was asking about kind of how I how I started doing stuff uh, with the Twit Network, um, and really, it all goes back to uh, a certain special Frenchman called Patrick Beja. Um, who first invited me onto a show called How I WoW, which is kind of similar to this one, where we kind of talked about where I came from and why I was doing what I was doing, which at the time was all about World of Warcraft and the WoW Insider show. Um, From that, it quickly became their most downloaded show ever, obviously, Um, and so uh, I was then invited back on their one-year anniversary show, which also featured Scott Johnson from The Instance, uh, Veronica Belmont, uh, I think Felicia Day was on there like it was a it was a weird amalgamation of very cool people and uh, from that that 's kind of how I started like talking to Scott and how I then went like, you know onto guest and kind of all snowboarded from there so really kind of everything regardless to that goes back to Bejar. um and i 'd never admit it to him, but I, I owe him a lot basically you know without really knowing it. Um, you know, never made that move thinking, oh, this would be a good thing to do. Um, it just kind of happened. Um, anyway, from there, I obviously worked with Scott. Scott does a lot of stuff with the Twit Network and in particularly Tom Merritt. Um, Tom Merritt kind of became aware of me through that and through the movie Licious. He listens to the movie Licious. Um, and then I did um, a show called Bike Club, which is hosted by his wife, Eileen. Um, And that's all about vampires and stuff. Um, And it was, it was like a weird sort of just try anything sort of thing. Um, And so we did that. And then uh, Tom asked if I'd come on tech news today. And um, I didn't think it was that big a deal. And then I later afterwards kind of found out about Twitter and was like, oh, Okay, cool. Um, and these these are guys who basically, you know, this is their job. They podcast for a living. Uh, they have sweet studios. It's all in San Francisco. They're very into their tech. You know, it is kind of, you know, a fantastic group of people. And, you know, again, to be kind of in, entertained into their um, kind of presence is something I'm kind of quite flattered by now. Um and it's, uh, yeah, it's one of those things, again, it's not an impossible thing for anyone to do. Um, all they have to do is keep doing what, you know, if they want to do podcasting, keep doing it. And eventually, if you're doing it well, you'll get recognized for it. Um, and that's a, the scary thing, really. I've been doing this a long time. Like, I guess, kind of, what is it, five, six years now? Um, yeah. And, um, yeah, it's, it's a scary sort of thought to have that I've been doing this sort of thing for that long. You know, there's, there's jobs I've done for less than that. And so you know you start feeling like this is this a job I don't know, and so um yeah it was um it was good it was a good time all round, really, um, and I guess that's pretty much a kind of glazing of most of the things that have brought me to where I am today. I'm sure I've missed out crucial things um, and I've probably missed out things that I'm doing now, um, and I know there's a few things I've missed out that I meant to miss out, and so you know there's all sorts of things, but um ultimately. Who I am today has been defined by being a geek and doing what I love, and I'm very proud of that. I'm very happy with that. It's a it's a good place to be for me, and I feel good. I mean, I'm I'm in London now. I'm doing a new job. I wouldn't be doing this job um, were it not for being a geek and doing geeky things. Um, and yeah, so it is it is very much impacted every area of my life and uh i'd like to think for the better so i thoroughly recommend anyone out there who who wants to do um this sort of thing um to to give it a go because it can be a real real benefity re thing um but it can also be tough i mean not everyone loves me um it it's hard to believe no uh, no,
0: hey talk crazy i
1: know i know i know but not everyone does love me and um <laughs> i always this one time uh, i was announced to be a guest again on, on tech news today on tnt on Twitter, and um i just got this this one tweet come through where someone just said ah not the underscore t again and what was nice is they didn't say not terpster they actually used my twitter handle to include me on their resentment of me being on the show <laughs> and, welcome um, to the internet I- it was it was kind of nice and uh, at the same time i thought fair enough and um again word of warning again if you put yourself out there you will be knocked back you know people will have a, a an opinion on you doesn't mean it's the right opinion um it's their opinion um but you know it's that sort of thing i would thoroughly recommend people though to, to give it a go um if it's something you're interested in um yeah. otherwise if you're not there's plenty of good podcasting out there I would recommend The Movielicious, Hypothetical Help, The Instance, and The Incredible Podcasts of Amazing Awesomeness um, as just a starter. Um, but obviously there's, there's a whole versus the world productions, alpha, alpha Geek interviews, particularly this one, is an exceptional one. Um, but you will find um, really, uh, in fact, Casually Hardcore back in the day was, um, was one of, my, one of my, my regular listens, one of my kind of regular podcasts um i have to say since wow radio went down i never picked up any additional feeds are you still doing that or anything related
0: to that casual hardcore endures to this day sundays on versus
1: the world radio vtw productions.com and that now means i'm going to go away now in fact yeah i might well i won't do it now but i will subscribe again because i i always used to enjoy this show it's a it was a interesting sort of perspective and that's the thing. is It's always nice to know that even in something quite saturated as wow well, podcasting, people can come along. And if you talk about how you interact with the game and how you and just kind of put yourself into it, you make it different. And uh, that can be a really good thing. So, um, yeah, good stuff. It's
0: what we do. Now, to transition from what has gone to what is coming, mm. later this year, you're coming across the pond, I hear.
1: I am, yeah. I'm, I'm actually coming over um, in june is it june or july i'm gonna say june june, june 17th june is the event 17th. yeah i'm coming over on the 15th and i'm leaving on the 26th american embassy um and uh gonna be over there for a little while and obviously we're gonna be having a good time at nerdtacular and i'm really excited about this because um i've done kind of conventions obviously blizzcon i a big fan of i've done kind of comic booky stuff and things like that over here in england but this is the first time i'm going across to america for something other than either a holiday or BlizzCon. So I'm kind of excited about it. It's it's something a little bit different. And obviously I get to meet all the Fog pants people, um, and just, again, a chance to interact with people who digest stuff that we do. And there'll be people there who, who won't like what I do. And it'd be interesting to hear why. Um, it'd probably be because they're wrong. Um, and then there'll be people who do enjoy what I do. And it's always, as I said, really nice to hear that from people. It gives you that sort of kind of confidence and that encouragement to carry on doing that. So now for those of you
0: this. who don't know what Nerdtacular is, it is the frogpants.com network's uh, very own convention held in salt lake city utah and coincidentally the tickets for nerdtacular 2011 just went on sale last night go
1: figure go figure indeed actually there's a complete accident but okay we'll we'll run with it they're at the low low price of whatever they are at com, 25 dollars us i believe 25 bucks 25 dollars. That's really good, That's good value, that, because a, a. I think you get a little prize pack. Um, you get to go to a day's worth of panels. It's like last time it was like a cinema and then like a little get-together. This time it's a conference hall. There's panels. They're doing a live film sack kind of movie thing. Um, me and Mike Schramm are actually going to set up our own little panel. We haven't told Scott about this yet. We're just basically going to sit outside with a table and just talk to people and tell them all about podcasting and how we do it. Um, so yeah, it's, it's good times to be had and by all. He'll
0: never listen to this. So he, he'll still be a surprise to him because he's too busy yeah, no, making 10 exa-
1: hundred million podcasts of his own. My God, the man never stops. Is, is I mean, but again, Scott has made it a business. He's made it, you know, a, a self-sustaining practice. Um, I, I've still kept it kind of more of a, uh, of an enthusiastic hobby. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's working. It's working for me. Um, I don't know. Yeah, if the if an opportunity came up to like work at Twit or something like that and get paid to do this, like full time, then yeah, obviously I'd be stupid not to. But um I think I don't know, I think it, it works well balancing this as a kind of dip in, you do stuff when you wanna do stuff. It's it's nice.
0: Yeah, but doing it as your sole income, I mean, and while we're dreaming I would like a pony. So mm, it, but exactly. Scott is proof
1: that it can be done with an awful can lot of work a heck of a lot and um yeah again i mean all the shows i do with scott i mean with hypothetical help and the instance i literally turn up and talk you know i have very little in fact all the shows i do i just turn up and talk i don't prepare for anything i don't really do anything special i just turn up and talk is it i'm not really the best example of a podcast author um because that's not really where i find my kind of uh my sort of draw to the to the entertainment but um you know it you can again find a find a partner who likes that if you don't or if you like that find someone who doesn't you know I, i'm a big fan of of teaming up i always think it's a good way to do it and but, thus yeah. here we are exactly that's where we are right now
0: now you and i share the same philosophy of as i've attempted to do solo shows and uh they've all sucked so mm. I definitely need the uh, the comfort and the feedback of another person on the air with me to suck less. So I do things like interview shows and my panel show, <laughs> Casually Hardcore on Sundays, and so on and so forth. Which brings us to the part I know you've all been waiting for when Gnome Wise gets his Lipton on. I have to channel the spirit of James Lipton and present you... With Mm -hmm. the questionnaire. Oh, okay. You're not quite there yet. I know you're working towards that. That is a goal. I'm going to ego. Ego? I just work here. Mm -hmm. So, Terpster, what is your favorite word? Ooh.
1: (sighs) That's a tricky one. Favorite word. Um, I think it's like because apparently I say it all the time. So, like, could be, statistically, like, if we were going via iTunes' favourite style, it could be my favoriteist word. Um, I quite like, I'm just trying to think of a word I quite like to say. Um, I can't think of anything. I quite like the term razzmatazz, just because it sounds like a, just a, like a fictional word, but you can type it into your spell checker now, and it's a real thing. It's a kind of... It's a word that sounds like... It gives the impression of the word. It's a good word. So, Rasmataz, I would say, other than like. The... What is your least favourite word? I would guess it would be... Negative, because it's quite a negative word, and it brings people down. So I would say anything negative is uh, bad. Negative, no. Don't like it. What? Don't t- get on well with robots. <laughs> Not touching that one.
0: No. What turns you on, creatively, spiritually, or emotionally?
1: Um, out of those things, or out of, no, just you know... Pick- <laughs> Pick one. Yeah. What uh, what so, is the source so, uh, of turning on for you? For me, anything. Um, I like the idea of things bigger than themselves, which sounds slightly innuendo filled. But I like the idea of a concept um, that if I'm, if I like hear a pitch or I see a game, and I, I kind of, I, when I see something that is greater than what it originally set out to be. Um, that kind of gets me going. I kind of like that. It excites me. I think you know. I mean, obviously, things like World of Warcraft, where it it, it was a game, but then became almost a way of life, and uh, you know, it grew a whole subset of culture. That is a is a massive uh, massive interest of mine. Um, and you know, even something you know simple like um, just you know certain certain people I've met who who set out with quite simple goals and have become exceptionally great at what they've, what they've kind of fallen into. So, uh, yeah, I would say things exceeding expectation or being more than they are. And what turns you off? Um, I wouldn't say negativity because I've already done that, but that kind of thing that I don't like, I'm not, I'm not a fan of, of needlessly bashing stuff. Um, but I would say, It's tricky, really. I don't. I'm, I'm. I'm rubbish at spot questions. This is why, if you notice, in the new instance, we don't have quick fire questions anymore. Go figure thing, but also I'd be there like, it's a good question. Let me think about that. Um, so um, yeah, no. In terms of turn off, I guess uh, I don't like. Yeah, I just don't like uh, negative people. I'm going to say that. Yeah, I don't like. I'm going to stick with that as a baseless, thing.
0: Baseless cynicism.
1: Yeah, yeah, that sort of thing. I mean, people being kind of nasty for the sake of being nasty. People um, go, kind of going out their way to to troll other people. Um, now, don't get me wrong. Like in certain games, I'm a big fan of being a griefer and a ganker. You know, certain that almost adds to the the dynamic and the charm of certain games. Um, but it, it has a time and a place and a line. Um, and uh, yeah. I'm not a big fan of uh, of that in certain ways. And
0: next on the list here is, what
1: is your favorite curse word? Ooh, bugger. I don't know. Um, it's tricky. I would say, in terms of what I use the most, it is probably the F word. Um, can we say you are, fuck? You are permitted to say it. Brilliant. I mean, in terms of, again, if we're going down the iTunes route, definitely I say fuck far too much. Um, and but in podcasting i've kind of it's weird you always treat it a little bit like i'm sure people have it at work you know you don't swear at work but you might swear at home with your friends you kind of get into that mindset where you don't kind of swear as much um but i do i do knock out the f bomb a few times um but yeah again in terms of satisfaction i mean nothing i you know if i'm properly frustrated i might yell out a cock monkey you know i like to, i like the fusing of of you know like ah Cuckmonkey, or something like that. You know, I've just come out with a fusion of something cursy and something not as cursy. And I find those to be kind of kind of jovial releases. So, um, yeah, those would be some of my favorite curse words. You got your jovial
0: release all over the keyboard. So you just.
1: Yeah. Ah, cuck monkey. You know. What sound or noise do you love? Ooh. Um. That's kind I'm of a nice quite, noise right there. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah, no. Ooh. Ooh. I'm quite like, passionate for a uh, Windows 95 login sound. Quite like that. I, re- I remember it well. Bling, da-ding, da-ding. Yeah, that that sort of thing. Yeah. What sounder noise do you hate? Ooh, I hate um p- plates uh knife and forks on plates, you know, when people scrape <laughs> it. Oh. oh not, and that and nylon. Nylon people with nylon kind of that scratchy anything scratchy and yeah oh, it doesn't, mm-hmm. doesn't sit well with me no no what profession other than your own would you like to mm-hmm. attempt Ooh, um i would like to do what would i like to do i'd quite like to be a game designer just purely because i play so many um that i have the mistaken belief that i could create a good one um i wouldn't be able to at least not at first um, but I'd quite fancy the, the challenge and the idea of, uh, again, generating content. I like making stuff. So uh, that would be something. But, again, it feels a little bit generic. But, yeah, that's what I'd do. What profession would you absolutely not like to participate in? Um, a boring one. To be as kind of general as that, I, I wouldn't like to be um someone doing a nine to five office job in a cubicle, not interacting with anyone that would kill me just doing something by myself. Um, I'm quite a social person. I like to interact with people. And even if it is, you know, even if you are wa- working by yourself, but as long as you're with other people, um, that that's always a good thing. And again, I like making a difference. So, um, any job where I felt like I wasn't doing that, then uh, that wouldn't be a good thing for me.
0: And finally, if heaven exists, what would you like to hear God say when you arrive at the pearly gates?
1: Oh my God, are you are you Terpster? That would be that would be pretty that'd be pretty sweet. I'd be I'd be up for that. V T. Are Not, you V yeah. T? Yeah, exactly. That'd be good. I actually had um, an email. I was I was sending out some emails related to some stuff, and um, it was to just some Swedish journalist. And uh, he said at the end, like, Hang, uh, "This is going to sound really weird, but you're not the Turbster, are you?" And I was like, "Yeah, yeah, that's me." And it's it's kind of weird when you get that crossover um, of of things. So yeah, it's cool.
0: Yeah, it's 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 entertaining to be recognised. Like, oh wow, someone someone heard me or saw me. Someone somewhere. <laughs> Over the rainbow. No, I never sing. That's a very bad no, place. That to go too bad
1: though. That's quite good. Oh,
0: but anyway <laughs> alright so in the near future we've got the opportunity to see you in Salt Lake City at Spectacular 2011 Certainly. and any uh, you recently joined The Instance and so you're on your 4th mm-hmm. or 5th episode coming up this Saturday simulcast yep. on vtwproductions.com plugity plug McPlugster and any other projects you've got going on or is your plate quite full enough as it is with the um, 4 or 5 you have going on
1: it, it, yeah it's it there's there's certainly a lot going on so I'm, I'm not actively seeking out other work at the moment um but there will be things happening we're doing stuff with the instance uh for things that i can't talk about Of course. um as always you've got to pull your own johnson now um and um trying to get out to blizzcon this year again which would be nice uh, especially again now doing stuff with the instance it means i'll be interacting with that community a bit more again so that's always nice um and yeah i mean for the for the most part that's that's the goals really at the moment is just to kind of keep doing keep on trucking um and uh just see see what happens tomorrow really it's quite exciting who knows
0: and listeners, if you come to the front page of vtwproductions.com and find the original announcement of Terpster on Alpha Geek Interviews, you will see links to Hypothetical Help, the incredible podcast of Amazing Awesomeness, the Licious, and the Instances. There's a lot of these in your podcast titles, I've noticed.
1: I do like the... Um, I'm VT, uh, the Terpster, and um, I always think that the adds a certain certain something, a certain je ne sais quoi... To the podcast, so... I don't know what. I don't know um, it
0: either. I have, I have a special, you know, uh, affection for the movie-licious just because Nicole is a
1: Phoenician, so oh, her, she's a hometown she, girl. It's made good. She's, she's exceptional in every way. She uh, she sorted me out with um, a lot of my current website-y stuff and kind of pokes me. Um, if you look at tv, you'll see I haven't touched it in months, possibly even more than that. Um and uh, she's fantastic for just prodding me every now and then, and uh, she always fixes my, my feeds when they're wrong. So, yeah, she's an exceptional person and a fantastic podcaster. She's a keeper. Definitely, definitely.
0: <laughs> All right, Terpster, thank you for taking time out of your evening to join me here on Alpha Geek Interviews. Thank you very time. much for having me. I've really enjoyed
1: talking about myself. You it's know, a wonderful it's one thing of my to favorite yeah. I'll be
0: submitting the MP3 t- for a psychoanalysis, and you'll have a diagnosis <laughs> by the end of next week. I
1: look forward to it. Cheers.
0: All right. For those of you who are joining us live or via podcast, check out all the fine shows on the Versus the World Network by going to the front page and clicking on the Shows tab. We have 20 for Tea with Natural 20 and Yorkshire Tea, Alpha Geek <laughs> Radio and Alpha Geek Interviews, of which one of which you're listening to right now. Casually Hardcore, a fantastic show airing on Sundays. Difficulty Check Second Edition, all about tabletop gaming. The Emperor's Court, get your right wing nut job on even every Saturday. Essence of RP, and of course our podcast uh, simulcast partners, The Instance and The Morning Stream. Podcraft, all about StarCraft Two Versus the World with Octale and Doc Dead. Warcraft Anonymous, Wipe, Rinse, Repeat, and The World Strikes Back. Yes, the damn list just keeps getting longer and longer. We will be back. Well, our regular schedule is available by clicking on the show schedule link. And watch the front page of VTWProductions.com for the announcement of our next victim for Alpha Geek Interviews. She's already all queued up and ready. We're just getting ready to write the announcement. I have been wise. That has been Terpster. And it had been you, dead sexy man from across the pond who talks funny. Thank you very much. Thank you. (laughs) I do talk kind of strange. We've decided to let you stay anyway. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you. Thank you, Terpster. And we are out of here. Bye.